Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Kim Barrett Show. I'm your host, Kim Barrett, and on today's episode, we have Mr. Donny Boyvin. Now, Donny is a success champion, okay? And he is going to help you understand what that means and how you can actually take that mindset of a success champion into your business and use that to grow. We also get into a little bit of a debate around TikTok, its uses, how to use it, can it be beneficial for your business? So if you've been thinking about that as well, this is going to be the episode that you are going to want to check out. And of course, if we can ever help you with your marketing, head over to mogulcall.com and we'll be there to help you with all your needs. But before then, let's jump into the show. Donnie, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you making the time. Yeah, dude. Thanks for having me on. Even though it's as we're recording this, it's early, man. You got me up out of bed, dude. <laughs> I know. Well, it's like it's the, the only problem I find with my guests from internationally. It's like either I've got to be up at like 3 a.m. or we've got to do a, a late night. The other night I did like midnight, which was pretty hard for me uh, the next day. So I appreciate you making the time to get up for us. Uh, no worries. I mean, I got a farm, so I'm usually up early every morning, but this got me up about an hour earlier, so so you owe me one. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's right. Don't worry. About it. We'll make sure we pump this, this podcast nice and hard so that it makes up for it. <laughs> I love yeah. it. I love it. I, I love to know, this is a question I ask every guest when they come on. If someone, obviously, you've got a farm, so this, you could have two answers here, but if I came up to you at a party and I was like, Donnie, what do you do? What's your answer? What's your go-to? You know, it's it's funny. This answer so evolved over the years, and it depends on how you come at me. So, so if you're like a docile, quiet person, you're gonna get a docile answer. At that, I'm a podcaster, international speaker, now published author, magazine guy. If you're that guy that's kind of like the ego, and you're coming up at me, you're gonna get it all. I'm like, dude, I'm a fucking international freaking podcaster. I wrote a book. I help people get out of their own fucking way, and we're just gonna unleash and go at it. So it really depends on who's gonna come after me. But most people know me as kind of the sales, business development guy because that's my background. That's what I grew up on. So I do a little bit of everything with a fun team behind me, just helping people get out of their own damn way. Hmm. I love that. And so. That's always an interesting one for me, right? When people say get out of their own way, because there's so many ways that that can be interpreted. What what does that mean to you? And then for people out there, how do they know if they're getting in their own way? <laughs> Shit, the, everybody's getting in their own way. That's 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 the answer. But so most of my clients are small business owners that have found some success in the past, and they're at that stage where. They've gone past their rookie moves of being an entrepreneur and they finally hit the ceiling realizing they don't know what it means to be a business owner and they're still trying to figure it out. That's usually when my company comes into play. We're going to sit down and take them through the ropes and show them how to scale a business because most people, you know, when they're running a business or something, they're in that spot of they're doing everything themselves. They're not outsourcing to any teams. They really don't know what their business model or anything is, and they're trying to do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I mean, like when I launched my business, I was doing video editing. I was doing graphic design. You know, I was literally doing anything I could to get a buck coming in the door. And I want people that are at the end of that stage and are like, okay, how do I really make this work? I know what I want to do. I know what my business is. 
how do I make it work? And that's when I get people and we start running and gunning and, and growing. And the getting on their own way part is truthfully, I think everybody knows the answer. Mm. Problem is, is it disguised as work? Is it, it's disguised as long hours and it's disguised as doing constant and consistent business development so they can grow and scale your business. I mean, it's the ability of actually doing the shit that you know you should be doing even when you don't want to do it. So you can get to what we call business freedom to where your business is literally operating, you know, without you. And, and that's the entire focus of what we do. But try and say all that in a 30-second commercial and it'll never come off. <laughs> so, so tell me, if that's kind of the end goal for a lot of people, right? Because I think people would hear that and they'd be like, that sounds good, but that's almost impossible for me. What's generally, if someone comes to you that at the end of that time where they're like, cool, I know I don't have to do everything. I have my repeatable product and I'm getting to that point. What's kind of like in the most ideal scenario, the fastest time someone can get there? And if someone's just plodding along doing their thing, what's the kind of the longest time it would take someone to get there in, in your eyes? Well, I, I think it depends on the individual. So if they've already gone through that first 18 months, two years in business where you're still trying to figure everything the fuck out, man, you're on a three to six month run and you'll be able to turn the corner because it's about fully understanding what your message is in the marketplace, what your what your brand is. And for me, I think everybody fucks up brand because personal branding is such a, a misused word. But so I'll summarize it really, really quick. Advertising is what you say you do. Personal branding is what everybody else says you do. So, so when you're out there, it's it, how you're showing up in the world. That's really your brand. That's how everybody else is saying it. So it's about getting other people to tell the story right. So, you know, if you're just starting out in business, dude, you're a two, two and a half year run. My guess, probably fastest pace to figure all this shit out because it's a, a lot of work. It'll cost money because you're going to have to pay people, you know, and a lot of people who starting their business don't have a nest egg to sit on, you know, so it, They've been in the game for a little while, man, you can ramp freaking quickly. It's just a matter of getting the right team together and going and realizing that it's not the spend money to make money. It's investing money to grow personally so you can scale. Big yeah. difference. Big yeah. difference. Awesome. You know, and I, you know, if, if for us, it's people don't understand this day and age. You've got to become the face of the company. You know, there's a reason you see all the big CEOs of all the major companies coming out and doing their own commercials and getting on social media. It's people want to do business with people. I mean, long gone are the days of, of this whole I don't want to deal with people thing. People don't want to do it in person. They're doing it all online. You know, I grew up in an era of cold calling and kicking in doors, being a straight commission sales guy. And, you know, you got after it and you did that word I hate, the hustle to, you know, get everything done. And then, you know, you just got sales. Nowadays, if you do half that crap, you're not going to win, you know, because that old school style of selling gone. And now everybody wants to be this kind of social fortitude. I mean, you're going to do business with somebody. One of the first things you do is you go check out their LinkedIn. You go check out their social profiles. You go check out their media pages. You've seen where they've been, where they've shown up. And, you know, if they have no quote unquote clout, you're going to second guess whether you do business with them, you know, mm -hmm. and, and it's just a wild game that we're in. And we're just helping companies, you know, understand that by getting out there, automating their sales stuff, that they can really grow a fun, fun business. Yeah. 
Awesome. I love that. And now on the, and we, we will touch on it a little bit further, but then on that side, right, being that that's what businesses need to focus on, why did you write your most recent book? Like where are you slotting that into your marketing, branding, advertising of your business as a whole? Why are you doing that right now? You know, it was interesting. Writing a book has been one of those things I've been wanting to do since I was, was well, not necessarily true. I wanted to impact lives. That's something, I, oh, the direction I've always wanted to go. I wanted to be the guy on stages. I wanted to be the guy on podcasts. I wanted to be the guy that literally was walking people through, you know, how to get out of their own way in their journey and mentally, how do they how they win that game because I grew up in all that shit. You know, I grew up on Jim Rohn, Zig Ziglar, and, you know, all the guys precursor to Tony Robbins. And, you know, those guys inspired the hell out of me. So I wanted to be able to do that back the difference being is those guys didn't have to have a quote-unquote business model they could get up on stages they could just be motivational and they made a lot of money flip to where the times were now if you're just a motivational speaker you're broke you know there's just not enough speaking gigs there's just not enough time to just be a motivational speaker so so i had to go figure out the business and figure out what we were going to do behind the scenes to actually have a business so i could go out and be this kind of face of the company guy in doing that, I mean, I literally ran my company straight into the ground. I mean, it was it was horrible. Um, I had to look at my wife at one point and say, babe, we're about to freaking lose everything. And then I found podcasting, and it literally changed and saved my business because it taught me processes and systems and everything else. So after I turned the corner on the business and it started growing and I started getting some international speaking gigs and stuff, people started asking me how I did it. How, how did I go from the bottom of my business being crap to running a multi six figure business and continuing to scale and grow. And so I just started teaching it. You know, it was, you know, I was teaching it on Facebook Lives or I was teaching it, you know, in private groups and, and whatnot. It kept moving forward and, you know, somebody finally said, Well, why don't you charge people to teach them to do this? So, you know, we started some private paid Facebook groups and stuff. And then, you know, in those private groups, people were like, dude, we need more content. So first we launched a magazine because my team wanted to launch a magazine. I'm like, who the fuck reads a magazine? Nobody reads magazines nowadays. And so we launched Success Champions magazine and it took off. We picked up like 3,600 subscribers the first issue. And now we're getting ready to launch our fourth issue and we're at, you know, 6,800 subscribers. So and just um, on that, is that a print magazine or a digital magazine? No, it's digital, straight digital. Okay. I mean, when I speak, I'll bring a couple of issues just to show people, but it's, and it's free too. We just give it away. And then all the content in there is curated by the members of a Facebook group called Success Champions. So literally my team, we all, you know, contribute as well, but the content is written by small business owners for small business owners and we tell them to teach in each issue so i think that's the success behind it is it's other small business owners teaching concepts that people can apply to their business so, it's, so i think that's why it's working but from there that kind of started the whole thing of people who kept coming at me to, to write a book tell the story of what i've been through and everything else so you know my business we don't really do anything unless they ask us to do it so we kind of sit back and see what the marketplace, our fans, our followers tell us to do. And then we go that direction. So they kept coming at it for the book. So, you know, I'm a guy who made it through high school barely. You know, uh, all the teachers are like, dude, we're passing you so we don't get you back next year. And so writing is not my first, you know, thing. And so for me to write the book, I literally broke out my phone 
recorded every chapter audibly, had that thing transcribed out, had that thing edited, and then an awesome lady by the name of Laura DeFranco turned and put the whole thing into a book for me because there's no way I could have sat down and just written that many damn words. But, you know, it just came out. It hit number one new release. And we didn't game the system. I love telling people this. There's a way to game the system to get your book to the top of the thing, top of the charts by getting people crash the system and have all these people download. You can go pay companies to get all these people to do it. And I just wanted to see if my stuff would hold against some of the big boys. I wanted to see if my stuff could could hang, and it freaking did. It was really, really cool. So we hit number one new release in some of the toughest categories. We hit it in entrepreneurship, and we hit it in small business. And and that's and that's without, you know, forcing millions of people, you know, through some sort of trickery to, to get them there. And, and it continues to sell and grow. So... Uh, the name of my business has always been success champion because I think people should be the champion of their success. And so when we wrote the book, it was, you know, how to be a success champion. And, and it's literally people's guidebook to, I mean, they can use it in their personal life, but it's really geared towards small business owners, helping them figure out, okay, how do I really build this business? How do I get to business freedom? How do I get to that spot in my life where, you know, this, this whole thing's operating and functioning, you know, where I can go do the things I want to do versus being a slave to my own business. Awesome. That's great. And so then with that, the book then, is this purely a, because there's, I always say there's two ways when you write a book. It's like, number one, it's purely like, I've had a story that I wanted to tell for a while and I'm telling it and this is how it is and it's great content. Or the other is like, it's strategically part of my strategy so that once you read the book, you're going to want to become a success champion. You're going to want to become more into my world on that spectrum of that. Where does your book sit? Is it like part is it, is it overarching part of a bigger strategy for you guys ta- and, and tactically as well? Or is it really just like, I just wanted to share this. Everyone's been asking and now it's out there. And of course the other, other side will come as a byproduct of that as well. Yeah. So it's a combination of both. I mean, I wanted to put content in the world that people could get introduced to my brand, but also find very much value out of it. And, you know, if people reach out to me for more information, cool. But I feel like we wrote it in such a way that they could grab the book and find success without me, you know, which is part of the overall plan is, you know, I just know the bigger and louder you go, the more lives you impact, the, the more lives you change, the better off you are in your world, your business, your life and everything else. Because, you know, there's a lot of shit in the industry right now. There's a lot of uh, BS that's not doing anybody any favor. So, man, I'm just not a guy that wants to follow the system. So for me, it was if somebody else can find their own success by listening to my fuck-ups. I mean, you know, things like I talk about the first time I went networking and tried to sell the entire room, and that did not go well. I talk about, you know, having to, you know, of course, look at my wife, say we're going to lose it all. You know, I I just talked about how a guy who was 40 years old, who was top of his game in the sales world, one of the top sales trainers in the U.S., and thought that he was badass enough to open up his own company, was egotistical enough to think that the world was going to show up as soon as he said, I got a business. And he was going to be standing on massive stages and everything else. I take them through that entire journey of 
man, I had no fucking clue what I was doing. I didn't know what it meant to be a business owner, man. I spent 20 years as an employee and working for other people and making other people else, you know, everybody else wealthy. So flipping that script from an employee mindset to a business owner mindset was huge for me. And and learning that there's systems and processes. I mean, because I could go sell. I mean, when I was running the business, I, I mean, I could totally go sell. That was the easy side of things. But no, I had no idea that now that I sold it, I'd have to, you know, deliver it. I'd have to bill it. I'd have to account for it. I'd have to do all the operations for it. I'm like, what the fuck is all this? I'm a sales guy, you know? And, and so I had to learn how to do all this stuff. So when I wrote the book, it was taking people literally through the processes. And, you know, for me, I mean, if they want to come out and find more about what we're doing, come on, come join the ride and, you know, be part of the family. But, I also hope that, that they can read the thing and, and apply the principles, apply the tools and, you know, figure out how to really become badasses in their own life. Yeah. I love that. I think that's the most important with everyone. I think that my opinion is always, you've got to re- lead with results in advance, whatever you do and whatever mm-hmm. business you have. It's like, if you're not doing that, then it's like, really, you, you kind of suck and you're, yeah. probably, you know, and you're probably not going to last very long. Right. It's like, you can, right. you, give people like a little grain of salt it's like cool here's the salt shake shake it all you want and see and let's see what happens so on that then what sort of people should get this book like when you you mentioned there's like there's resources there's actionable things in there for them to do if someone's now listening and they're going okay i'm kind of vibing with this guy and i'm I'm liking his story who's the book for and i know it's probably for everyone but i know it's not for everyone absolutely not for everyone yeah and i hate freaking people that when you walk somebody up with somebody and they're like, Hey, who do you work with? Like, oh, I, I, I can help anyone. Bullshit. No, you can't. Right. And, and my answer is always, look, if, 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 if they're fucking broke and have no money, they're completely homeless or whatever else you can't give them, help them with your products and service. Right. Somebody else can give them your stuff for free, but you can't help everybody. So for me, very, very specifically, is it's the entrepreneur market, but it's the entrepreneur market that is to that point in their business where they're ready to scale. And I always go back to individuals could read the book, sure. You know, people who are working for others absolutely could probably find some benefit for it, but it's really geared towards that small business owner. I grew up selling services and I never really sold a product. Closest thing I sold to a product was when I did HVAC, but even so, heating and air conditioning, but that was still a service. So it's really geared towards more of the service-based companies because I'll reference everything back to the sales side of things, and that's that's where the era I grew up in. But if you're just starting out in business, it would probably be good for you to consume and go through it. Don't get me wrong, but you really need to go have getting your teeth kicked in you know, and, and have got some skins on the wall and fuck some things up to where you're now to that point of really looking for answers. That's when this book is going to be at your best because without that, as we call getting punched in the face by life and, you know, and stepping forward and doing it again, without that behind you, this book will be theory to you because you're going to go into it and go, okay, I get it. I need to have that, you know, this personal vision of what I'm trying to accomplish. Okay, I get it. I need to do marketing and I need to do sales. But it's all theory if you can't base it on practical things that you've been through. And that's, you know, when I read a lot of books growing up, that was always my struggle was is 
it was all strictly just mindset. Mindset's always the answer, don't get me wrong. But if there's not tactical strategies and actions go along with it, and things that relate to the shit that I've already been through, and now I can go, this is how I can take that stuff, apply it to what I'm doing now so we can really go big, then that's when the value comes to the table. So long answer, all that short answer, small business owners that have been through the shit. Yeah, I like that. I like that. So if marketing and sales guys, advertising is is our jam, like Facebook ads, Instagram ads, that's really what kind of what we dive into for our clients. So if you were to give, if someone's reading that book and they come and they, what's like one tactical thing that they could come across, whether it be marketing or advertising that they could, you know, you could give us a little, a little taster of right now that they would, they would get out of that and that they could even go implement now and then go buy the book as well. Yeah, 100%. Business development is the answer. So the bit, number one thing that's killing any business right now in the marketplace, don't hit me for this, is they're waiting on marketing to save their business. Any company that is just going to wait on marketing, sales and marketing should be an absolute marriage. And they should 100% play together and go together. But as a business owner, CEO of your company, if you're not doing reach outs, and I tell them straight in the book, 10 reach outs every morning. Go to LinkedIn, go to Facebook, go whatever platform you're on and literally do reach outs to your ideal client or prospect. And in this day and age, it's so easy to get conversations going. And and if you've been on LinkedIn for five minutes, you've already gotten the shitty messages from people that are just trying to sell you their shit, right? We, We all get them. So you can literally go to LinkedIn right now, type in the search bar, you know, the the title of the person they're looking for. Don't just hit CEO or hit, you know, pick a service, pick an industry, pick something. You know, like I've got a young gal that's in one of my groups and she does just does, and I so love how niche she is, she just does Pinterest for podcasters. That's all she does is she goes in and does Pinterest for podcasters. And she's like, Donnie, I don't understand how I can use LinkedIn for my business. And I said, it's really simple. You go to the title of your LinkedIn profile and you literally put in there Pinterest for podcasters. Let's get you more leads. And then you go up to the search bar, you put podcast in the search bar, you click on people, and then you start sending connection quests to everybody that's a podcaster Except when you send that reach out, you go look in their profile, you find their show, go listen to one quick episode. You don't have to listen to the whole damn thing. Get 10 minutes in, get the gist of it, and then send them a message and say, hey, I just got done listening to episode 62 of the Jim, the Kim Barrett show, and you know I freaking loved when you sat down and you talked to Donnie. He was so raw, told the story. He was very authentic. I would love to connect with you and see if there are any other guests or anything I could help bring to your show. Bring them value. You send 10 of those every day, your will business will absolutely crush it. Mm. Because one, you don't have to say a word because when somebody connects with you on LinkedIn and they say, hey, you're you know, uh, Pinterest for podcasters, groovy. I'm going to see that shit when it comes through my feed. And if you just provide me value at some point, I'm going to bring the question up being the guy on the receiving end because you're helping me out. It's natural for us to want to give back to somebody helping us out. I'm going to go, okay, tell me what this Pinterest for podcast, how the hell does somebody grow a podcast with Pinterest? Mm. Which, and by the way, she does all this for my Pinterest now, but full disclosure on that. But, you know, it's, it's that one move 
for any small business owners will drastically improve and scale their business because most business owners they're they're doing the the squirrel maneuver which is like that dog off the movie up and they're fucking doing everything they're doing operational shit they're doing accounting shit they're doing marketing stuff they're trying to do the funnels they're trying to write a book they're you know, they got a podcast going and if they would literally start every day with just 10 reach outs total game changer for their business because business development just gets put to the wayside mm. it's just not something that people focus on their business so so but there's it even goes a hell of a lot deeper that in the book but yeah. that move you guys can take right now without even reading the book and and run with it yeah and i think it doesn't matter the size of your business you should always yeah. be doing that like i mean for us we have a sales team of four people business that generates on every single day leads that come in every single day and i still will be like i would almost beat our top salesperson in total volume of sales because I'm just connecting with people and then people literally message me on, on Messenger or LinkedIn they're like, cool, we're going to do business. I don't even have to have a sales call with them because I've been adding value to them over time and time and time yep. and literally a sale will pop off. I call it, yeah, just, you know, I call it uh, messenger sales and it's like, I'm not, doing, <laughs> I'm not doing sales in there but people, they always go, Kim, I haven't heard you on the phone today but you just made a sale. But yeah, because I speak to these guys and I'm like, cool, did you want to, pay for it with Visa or MasterCard and they send it across and then they're in. So I think it doesn't matter the size of your business. You could be six figures, seven figures, eight figures. Are you guys doing a lot of stuff in the text game right now? We do a fair bit of texting stuff, a fair bit of messenger. I just it's crushing right now, dude. I'm, I'm totally stoked with it. it it's, it's so good. We, and every time I can, I try something new, like even on, uh, on Instagram. So now, especially because I said we're like heavy ad people. So anytime a new ad, opportunity comes out it's like i will be spending all my all my dollars in there and, uh, <laughs> even today i just noticed like cool now i can send people to instagram direct messages to have conversations so straight away it's like the last, the last week or so we've just been pumping people into direct messaging inside of uh, instagram and just and just chatting and uh, building the relationships and it just it, it just works a treat so it's uh, I, I think regardless of the size your business ever gets to you should always like it's not always be closing, but you should always be always be selling, always be communicating with people in some way, shape, or form, regardless of the position you're in or the size of your company, because you never know what's going to happen either. So it's like if uh, if someone gets sick one week and and that's your whole, if you only have one salesperson and you're not personally doing the reach outs, if you're not personally connecting, you're probably going to have a bad time at the end of that yeah. one week because it's going to kill your momentum. Yeah, one hundred percent. You know, it's what's yeah. funny about that is is most people heard what you just said, but did not hear what you just said, right? Because it's going to sound like work. And that's, it's just the unfortunate thing is, is most people that are running businesses now are, are in this spot that they're expecting the world to show up to them. And I'm only speaking because that was my truth, mm. you know? So I love that. What about TikTok? Are you guys going all in on TikTok yet? <sighs> Look, I'm... Uh, I'll, I'll go to TikTok when they can, when I can, don't have to pay ridiculous amounts of money to run ads over there. It's just for me, like the the time versus effort input. I'm just, I just can't justify at the moment. Like I can get it. I know you can get tons of views, and one of my buddies. Oh, it's beyond views, dude. We're making money off of it now. Okay, let me. Okay, let me ask this thing because no one told <laughs> me this as a business person. How, like, what is the strategy you're using to get people from TikTok into your business then at the moment? And and if you don't mind, if it's not too much of a question. What's the like? What's the actual size of the dollar figure? So I can see in my yeah, head. No, we're at the beginning stages. We're at the beginning stages of it, and a lot of it is brand awareness. 
you know, so for us, it's how do we put out the right content? And I think what's working very well for us is the off the wall shit. And what I mean by off the wall is I own a farm. I don't know too many podcasters that run and farm. I don't know too many people that speak on stages that own a farm, but so we bring them into the farm. So they get to see a different side of the world. Now, one of the things that we've done is we push everybody back to our Facebook group. That's where we get everything started. So we'll get awareness and everything raised through TikTok or LinkedIn or everything else. And it's always going to push back to a Facebook group because we can control the conversation better in there. And we can create a community of people that want to work together. So, so the sales are small, but we've got a, we feel like a, a really good vibe on how do we scale this. And one thing that TikTok did right that nobody else has gotten right is the ability for people that are viewing you to tip. So like somebody like Gary Vee, when he's going live, and of course he's live on LinkedIn, Instagram, everything right now. All those lives are raising his brand awareness, but that dude is making tens of thousands of dollars because people can tip him real money mm. on those lives. So part of the way we've done revenue is literally just by doing the lives and putting out the right content, just me rambling about you know business and everything else and getting people to tip. So it's just another cool way to do a revenue source. So, but you got to go viral to make the tip side of things work. So yes. for right now, we're at the beginning stages of pushing everybody over to the Facebook group, and we've successfully pushed quite a few that have now come in and turned into clients. But it's still small money. It's one of those things that we still don't know 100% what we don't know. Hmm. So we're testing the waters, figuring things out. But it seems to be very, very, very easy to gain a lot of followers pretty quick. I focus so much heavily on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and building those and running those properly. And I'm just going, if I, t if I quarter off my focus again and take another 25% of my focus. Well, that's the wrong way to look at it. You, if, dude, if you were a client of mine, I'm like, why the hell would you be doing it? How many people do you have on your team? I would literally just peel off one of your teammates and say, go figure this shit out. But so that's my question is, right? So if I do that, my question with TikTok is it seems to me that it's like the only content that I've seen. And again, I haven't looked into it deep enough because many other things are working much better for us at the moment. But if we have that, your team goes, figures out how to use it and leverage it. You being the personal brand, right? As we were mentioning earlier on, does that mean I've got to be doing these weird, crazy dances along to music or these like weird rants or showing weird nope. background stuff? Like, like how does that actually work? That's no, what you, you literally, you, yeah, no, you literally grab one of your teammates and say, okay, Right now, we're doing a podcast. You and I are seeing each other. You're in Australia. I'm sitting here in Texas. And literally, one of your teammates could have grabbed this video, pull a freaking snippet out of it, do it less than 60 seconds, use a top 40 freaking song that TikTok gives you to allows you 60 seconds of, and put that content out there. So it's not about gaining the wrong followers. It's not about just going viral. It's about putting out content that people who are into your message and shit that, that, that you're doing and want to vibe into that. So it's really about playing the hashtag game because hashtags are huge right now on it and putting out content on a consistent basis that gets the followers that are into you. I mean, Gary Vee, uh, Kevin Hart, he does some funny shit. You know, even The Rock, they're going to see some behind the scenes. So behind the scenes for you could literally be you sitting down 
smoking and joking with a client or, you know, being a business development call or, you know, you're walking the streets of Australia or something and a kangaroo jumps out and busting your chops, right? You know, but doing something that is not just straight business, but it doesn't have to be you putting out the content. Put somebody on a camera phone and put out fun things and then and then just follow some of the trends like Instagram's doing and let them just keep filling your feed mm-hmm. and, and keep the feed going with stuff. And the only time that's going to have to be you is if you're like, okay, we've got enough followers to start doing lives and stuff. Cool. Yeah. Kick on the camera and grab somebody like me, grab somebody and go, okay, let's do a live. You know, an interview them and push the thing out of the TikTok. There's plenty of apps that allow you to push TikTok. So, you know, and that's what screws a lot of small business owners is they go into that mental game of I've got to be the guy that does this. Mm. No, you don't. I mean, I manage my Facebook, my LinkedIn, and TikTok. Those three things are the three things I handle in my business. Pinterest, Instagram, all of that is handled by teammates of mine. Now, I go in there and look at stuff. Don't get me wrong. I mean, we don't do shit on Twitter. But if you're the person doing all the work, it's not scalable. No, 100%. But I feel like, and again, I could be wrong here, but you've still got to have some level of definitive focus on something if you want it to, if you want to push it and move it. So that's why in my head, I'm justifying like the time versus reward. No, it's not the money or the aspect of the team. Like we've got 12 people here, but they can do it. But it's for me going, cool. Is it actually going to, that's why I was asking is like, are you generating from it? Because that to me is going, even my team's time, it's like, great. My team all have a full-time wage that I, I pay for. So if I get them to go and do one extra thing on somewhere else or one client service call and potentially upsell, is it going to, is me, am I going to be able to justify taking them off those projects to then push towards something else? Cause we work pretty like, and work, I would look at a different way is what am I losing by not doing it? Well, that's what I mean. That's the unknown. So it's like, well, but, that, that, but the losing. only way to know that is to get in a test of waters and find out what's working or what's not. I mean, it's, it's like anything you may get on TikTok and the fucking thing takes off and you're like, holy shit, why weren't we doing this three months ago? You may get into it and it goes and it may completely fail and bomb and nobody likes your shit and, and it doesn't work. But if you don't test the waters, you never know. Right. I mean, this is, this is for me, one of those things where there's another app that came out called bite. That's the guys who created vine tried to come out and do it again. And we went and took a, a stab at it. We tried it for about a week. We're like, okay, this thing is not going to work. It's not going to make it. Our brand is not going to work here in a six-second video. Hmm. So we bailed from it. But unless you try it, test it, see what's going to work, then it's all theory. And theory doesn't grow businesses. Let me ask you this one last question before I jump into my final question then. So where do you draw the line for people with shiny object syndrome? There's many new platforms. As you said, all these ones can pop up. But for someone whose even team should have a definitive focus on what they're focusing on, obviously I, I get the whole thing. It's like, what if it's successful? But if your team's always looking for the new things, then as well, you're going to be very, this is going to have a very distracted team or you will be as well. So how do you identify between something that's going to be a shiny object and take you off? Like if you're in the process of the scale where you're going to be looking at growing your business and taking yourself out and that's your core focus when something like TikTok comes along, how do you identify or how do you recommend people identify the gap between Really, really, really simple. What's the revenue model? 
So for me is what is the tactic to take whatever this task is to revenue? Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm a business development guy. And if I can't put revenue to it, what's the fucking point? Mm-hmm. So it's looking at when, when somebody on my team, because you've got two more people, I've only got 10. So, but when somebody on my team comes to me and says, hey, we need to go look at this, my first question that wears them out is, okay, how do we turn this to revenue, right? Yeah. How do we put this to revenue? And I'm willing to try anything. I have no problem, you know, you know chasing new things. I just want to know what's the game plan that we get to revenue and what's my runway? How long is it going to take us to get there? And if they can come back with those two things, the one thing that we didn't do that was with the magazine. None of us had any idea. They just kept saying, dude, you've got to do a magazine. I'm like, fuck, man. I mean, literally, I I didn't want to do a magazine. I'm glad we did because it's coming a great revenue source. But it's looking at anything before you do it and go, okay, how as a business do we make money at this? How do we put revenue? So if, if it's just a brand awareness play, do you have the time and patience to play the long game to make it work? And, and that's what you got to do because most people aren't going to get in and want to play on a platform for two years before something happens. Yeah. What ticked the box for you with TikTok when it came then? Because was it the, because I didn't know about this tipping thing. That's completely new to me. I didn't understand. didn't know that was there because I literally, we haven't jumped on it. Was that the part that was it? Or were you going, cool, I know that we can funnel people into our Facebook group and we know that for every hundred members that join our Facebook group, this is going to happen like, I mean, there, there's definitely that play there. But for me, TikTok was, unlike any other platform, this was a way to saw, show the authentic side of the brand. Because, and what I mean by that is all the other platforms that we're on are very business focused. Instagram, LinkedIn, everything is very, very hardcore business focused. So it gives my business brand very much the clout. TikTok People want to see more of the let your hair down side of your business. So, which is really cool because it's really the first time that I, we were bringing people onto the farm and we were, you know, showing kind of the backside. So it made me more human and I love that aspect going into it. So I pushed the team more to, hey, let's go after TikTok and now let's figure out the revenue model. So, with the, you know, this one was on me in the team because I'm sure they're going to be screaming at me when this comes out. They're like TikTok was your fucking idea. <laughs> well, can I? <laughs> but, ask, you get the idea for like, did it? And I always wonder when business owners get on it because I know how the like I've seen my my cousin's a musician and how he got onto it. Did it come filter down from at the top Gary V for you to identify TikTok as a platform, or how did you? How did literally, you- one of my clients, my so I got a client. She runs about a four and a half million dollar safety and security company, and she started putting out these stupid ass lip syncing videos and I call her up and I said, Stacy, what the fuck are you doing? You're literally lip syncing badly to bad songs. And she goes, dude, you got to try TikTok." I'm like, what the fuck is TikTok?" She goes, do you remember musically? And I'm like, yeah, I remember the, the music app that kids play with. <laughs> and she goes, well, that's now TikTok." And I'm like, why would you do that for your business? She goes, well, Everybody always sees me as so serious, and she is a very blunt, direct, serious, hardcore gal. Love her to death, but she can hold her own in any board meeting. And she's like, this is just a way for people to see how goofy my fucking ass really is. And I'm like, all right, because you got to try it. And she literally made me a challenge. She goes, I'm going to have, she goes, you start, but 
you'll never catch me in followers and a surefire way to get me in anything is tell me I can't <laughs> do something. So, so we, I looked at it and of course it's one of those apps that I will tell people if you get on TikTok, you're going to be going to the bathroom and your legs are going to fall asleep because you're going to sit there and be consuming this shit. And it's never going to stop. Right. So, but because it's, it's 60 seconds of clips that you can you know scroll through really quick. But when I saw big name people were on there showing the backs, I mean, when the rock is Dwayne Johnson's up there and he's, you know, you know, doing funny videos with his little girl or Kevin Hart's up there and he's like, Hey, we're going to do a TikTok. You want to do a TikTok? Get in my TikTok. And that's the whole video. He has no idea what the fuck a TikTok is, you know, and people are really showing behind the scenes. I'm like, ah, that's it. That's the answer. I mean, it's really about showing the the side of your business that nobody gets to see. And then we went and looking for the revenue models. How do we push them back to Facebook? You know, how do we get enough followers to to make money on the lives? You know, and that's the people that are making money on TikToks. They're not pushing brands. They're not pushing products. They're one hundred percent going live and making. Hundreds of thousands. I think the top person on TikTok right now is making eleven million dollars a year, literally just going live. And they're younger kids, but I'm watching this kid right now that's a country music singer. God, I wish I could give member's name because he's crushing it. And he just put out a song that he wrote himself every day and gained followers. And I saw him go live the other night, and I jumped in for a second to see how this goes. And you know, he had five hundred people following him requesting songs and they were just throwing cash at him and they, they had a certain way through and you know i'm like fuck so the answer is to get as many followers that are into your brand and message as possible so that when you go live you can say hey go to my facebook group and whoever goes to my facebook group you know and puts in here i just joined and we can verify it cool Right now, we've got a full flow and process, so we're at the beginning stages of that right now. Awesome! Yeah, so we can I love that. Flow. Yeah, you're kind of turning me around a little bit now. On hearing hearing <laughs> like because literally everyone's been asking me, and I'm like, I don't get it. I still don't like. I don't get it. But that that explanation kind of really hones it in a little bit for me because that's the I've just been like I, I don't understand like understand how it's going to be beneficial by hearing that explanation of that and, and there's something that i try and do with my instagram stories and whatnot showing the behind the scenes and more personality of but obviously that's 15 seconds rather than you're saying like a full minute and, and showing some yeah. cool stuff behind it as well so it's interesting we'll get one of my team who's editing this podcast will probably get the job to jump <laughs> on and do that so lewis if you're listening yeah, that's your job right tomorrow you're welcome uh, lewis <laughs> i just gave you more work buddy <laughs> yeah uh, you'll love it now uh, the final question i'll ask you is and I always like to ask this. I got asked on a podcast years ago and I loved it, which is what's one question that I didn't ask you that I should have? Oh, that's a great question. Wow. Uh, so probably why I got into this game, you know, why my own business, my, my own thing. And it's really, it's probably my, my favorite story to tell. And it's unusual. I was thinking back to this whole conversation. You never asked it, which is cool. This has been a fun, very general conversation. I've actually really enjoyed it, so great job on you, bud. And the answer to that is is really simple. I was 20 years in the sales game, straight commission the entire run. I picked up a partnership in a sales training company uh, before I jumped out of my own. We had 
found great success in that business. I helped them really, really grow and scale it. And I was in the process of buying that business out, doing a multi seven figure, you know, buyout over like a five year deal. And me and my then business partner went out to dinner to have a great kind of celebratory, you know, let's celebrate our success, let's celebrate where the company is. And we're sitting down over some rum and cigars and just having a good conversation. And he looked at me and he said one phrase that, you know, just changed everything for me. And he said, Donnie, I got to tell you, I'm so grateful that you're my retirement plan. And when he said it, it was one of those things that I looked at him and I'm, I'm pretty sure, and I don't know the exact words that I said something along the lines of, hey, you know, it's been my honor. I've loved working with you. You know, this has been a great run. This is a great partnership, man. But when I walk to my truck, I'm fuming, right? I'm pissed because I'm finally realizing that for my entire journey, I'd been somebody else's retirement plan. I'd spent my entire run making other people fucking wealthy. And it was literally 15 days later from that moment that I walked away from it all and launched my business. You know, I walked away from the great money, all the benefits, and and that's when I launched Success Champions. So it, it was a turning point in my life. Probably one of the biggest risks I've ever taken, you know, uh, on this journey. But, you know, I'm a no, let's not look backwards, let's keep plowing forward type of guy. So, but yeah, that was that was a big move for me to jump out and go, let me be, do the new MLM, multi-level market. I mean, being an entrepreneur, you know, you know, you, you start a business and you're a millionaire overnight and that's where it be an entrepreneur is supposed to be. <laughs> so, yeah, no, that's how I, how I got into the game. Um, I love it. So. I love it. So I think. Now, obviously, we mentioned, the, we mentioned the book in there and the group, obviously, we'll put a link to the group. What's the best place for people if they do want to go check out the book? Where's the best place to pick that up? Yeah, so one of the uh, the pick of the book right now is still on Amazon. We're in the process of getting to put on the website and everything else. So how to be a success champion on Amazon? Just type in those words. It's got a badass cover on it with a Spartan and a Spartan helm on it. Because when I think of a champion, you know, I always go back to like Brad Pitt in the movie Troy. You know, especially that opening scene, dude, where he's drunk as hell in the brothel and the king's all looking for his ass. And then, you know, the two armies together and he's got that big ass dude out front and two guys. Are gonna, so that's what I think about is, is I think people should be looking at their life like they just got called out to stand out front and win it for everybody. And you should be doing that for yourself in your life. So go to Amazon, how to be a success champion. And then is it OK if I give your listeners a gift? Yeah, please do. Yeah, by all means. So one of the things that we absolutely struggled with in the beginning was coming up with a lot of content. Because in this day and age, there's three things you got to be doing in marketing, and that's content, content, and content. So in a lot of my uh, private Facebook groups and stuff, we teach a lot of cool tricks for people to do is come up with their own content. And this is more for people who aren't ready to jump into a company as big as yours. So people who are still at that stage, they're, they're just getting ready to go beyond the DIY stuff. And so if you're at that stage, you're trying to figure out how to do a lot of content. If you'll send the words or text the words, I am a success champion to 817-318-6030, I'll send you back. It's an entire training. So it's an hour long video, literally walking through a group of small business owners on how to create endless content in a very, very short amount of time. So it's all free. Just a cool process. So 817-318-6030, text, I am a success champion. Yeah, just double check on that. Do you know will that work internationally? Because most of our listeners are Aussie. 
So will that, will that translate? Damn well, Aussies. <laughs> we really, why can't we all just have the same system, right? Right? At this day and age, why is there international calling? I, I don't get it. I mean, it makes no sense to me. That's just somebody making a buck. I don't know the answer to that. We can try and figure it out. If we, we'll put a link in the show notes, guys, so do check it. And uh, Lewis and my team will have a play and see. can figure out what <laughs> okay. the number of zeros and ones we'll probably have to put in front of that. Right, so, right. Yeah, we'll get that sorted out. So thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Guys, go check out the book. It's going to be epic. And only again, thank you so much for making the time. Really appreciate it. Absolutely, brother. This has been a lot of fun. Hell of a show. And last thing, guys, is if you've got any nuggets out of this show, this episode, anything, do me a favor. Go teach somebody else how to listen to Kim's show. I'm, I'm amazed in this day and age how many people still don't know what podcasting is and they're still learning. So if you literally got anything out of this, go grab your buddy's phone and say, hey, let me do something. Go put Kim's show on, you know, put the app, whatever app they're going to put on there, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, whatever, put it on their phone, subscribe to Kim's show and get them listening. It's the greatest thing you can do to say thank you for the content you put out there. It'll help him out tremendously, reach more people with his story and his brand. So do me a favor, guys, and help him out with that. I love that. Thank you so much. Didn't even, and uh, your check's in the mail for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a podcaster, brother. I get this shit. So, I love, uh, I love Thank you so much. Appreciate your time. Absolutely.